0: So friends, uh, we have been going through uh, the, the 1689, the second London Baptist confession of faith, uh, which Reformed Baptists, uh, us as Reformed Baptists hold, we, we've got a confession and a confession is a summary of what we believe the Bible teaches. It's, it does not replace the scriptures. The scriptures are the final authority of life and practice, but the confession only confirms what the scriptures teach. And so the confession is subject to uh, ed- editing where there's error or where there is, uh, the, the, the needs further reformation. To say well, I don't think uh, if we were to say well, we don't think that the saints of old got it right on the Sabbath or whatever, uh, we could sit down with uh, some Baptists uh, or, or, or 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 men of like mind. Say so, well, maybe we can, can can we come up with with an agreement to alter this because i think they got it wrong this is what the scriptures say if it is really serious error nonetheless uh one of one friend of mine once said to me well joe even uh, once we start changing the confession there is no bounds to where we will go so if you disagree with something in the confession fair enough um and 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 yeah pe- those people are fallible they're they're men just like us so instead of altering the confession we'll just say well here we have a different view or i personally have a different view because of what the scriptures teach but it does not give us the authority to alter the confession um as we have uh if you read the confession especially the older ones it's actually it actually says things most surely believed amongst us and as I say as, as I said before in the preceding chapters the confession was really a, a a a statement to say this is what we believe as reformed Baptists we are reformed we are Baptists and we are different from certain brethren who may be Presbyterian etc uh, etc et but bearing in mind that this confession was mainly taken from the Westminster Confession of Faith, which is a Presbyterian confession, and the Savoy Declaration. So, a lot of the information, but of course there is information that we have here that they may not necessarily have in their confession. And so, really when we when we look at this confession, it is both a Something that we hold to as truth from the scriptures, but also it is something that we stand and say, this is to thwart error. So you've got a sword in one hand to defend and a trowel in the other hand to build. You're building and you're defending. The church must be purged of evil, must be cleansed of error. But at the same time, the church, as the Lord Jesus Christ builds His church, we are part of that work in all purity and holiness, and and we yearn to, we strive to uh, for godliness, for holiness. Of course, we will never reach that pure, pure holiness, as it were, um, on this side of. Of eternity, I don't think that even when we get to heaven, we will not reach the levels of holiness that God is because God is holy, He's the definition of holy. So, even we are finite creatures, even in glorification, I doubt it that we will reach those levels. But nonetheless, we're in chapter 20, um, chapter 22 um, of the confession. Um, I think you do well, my love, to share with Ketai, so that she can also follow. Um, Yes. Chapter 22 of the Confession of Faith. Hear what it says. Uh, Point one. So today we'll cover only four points, which have to do largely with religious worship. Religious worship. And then... The second portion has to do with the Sabbath day, so this is what the confession says: four point one. The light of nature shows, oh, shows that's, that there is a God, right, who hath lordship and sovereignty over all. So I think each and every one of us who agree here, even the Bushmen in the Kalahari. Uh, even our old ancestors here uh in Zimbabwe believe that panamari there's there is a god somewhere god exists we we cannot deny that and, and guess what this the confession goes even further it says who hath lordship and sovereignty over all so so when we think of God, we do not only think, think of him as Savior. He's Lord and Savior. In other words, we should submit to the Lordship of God. He is sovereign over all. In other words, each and every uh, molecule, particle, grain of sand, Uh, Each and every mole, sea lion, shark, you name it. God is sovereign over everything that occurs on this planet, including the coronavirus. God is sovereign. People may be dying. People may be uh, in, it it may be utter chaos, but God is in control. He knows what he is doing. So God who hath lordship and sovereignty over all is just. So God is just. He is good. And guess what? Doth good unto all. In other words, God, even in his wrath, is good. In other words, the sun rises uh, and sets on the evil But still even in their evil God is still good to them God is still good to us Even in our trials and tribulation God is still good God's goodness is not determined by our circumstances uh, <laughs> When you think of how you know people uh, post on social media God is good It's usually associated with graduation. It's usually associated maybe with someone who's got a baby. Maybe someone just got married. God is good. But it's rare that you find that someone saying, God is good even in times of sorrow. And it is not unbiblical to say God is good even in sorrowful times because His goodness is not changed by man. It is unchangeable. It is an attribute that God possesses. He himself is the, is, the, is the definition of goodness. And therefore, so because God is good and doth good unto all, he must be feared. All right? So we must have a holy reverence of God, a holy fear. He must be loved. Love your God with all your, your, your heart, your mind, all your strength right of course we can never in and of ourselves love God enough because our hearts love evil. but even when God saves us from sin we in and of ourselves cannot love God enough there's no such thing it's a myth we fall short Paul says in Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God That's what falling short means You fall short You cannot wor- worship and love God The way you should he, so, so, so he is to be feared So we should fear God We should love God Even though our love falls short We should praise God we should call upon God. He is to be trusted in. So calling upon is in singing, praises, psalms, hymns. It's in prayer. It's in lament. Um, it's in um, preaching the gospel. You're calling upon the name of the Lord. You, he, he is to be trusted in. So all, all these things, if you realize... Without even me quoting scripture, already in scripture. We know that God needs to be, it must be praised, not needs to, sorry. He must be praised. He should be praised. God does not need any of our praises, but he must be praised because of who he is. He must be served with all the heart and all the soul, with all the might. In other words, with All the power that is in with you uh, as far as possible. So, in other words, let me give you an example. That effort that you put in exams to pass, that effort that you put uh, in maybe watching sports. When Manchester United is playing against Arsenal and you're there, you are shouting, Wah! and you know, you are you are ecstatic and, and you show that your heart is in it. So should be our heart for the things of God. But sadly, uh, it, it, it must be said, friends, that it is so sad um, that... The the opposite is true for Christians, and of course I must be careful because then you you probably ask, so where is the hope? Is there any hope? But but my 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 main concern is that we sort of veer towards the world more than we would put effort in the things of God, and I think that is. On us response human responsibility, God has done the work He saved us from sin, but our response is wow like I mean it's even in the in the in the minutest of things, you know that okay, on church, on Sunday, church, let me be early, but you're late, but when it comes to school and work, you are there twenty minutes before. Now, what can we say about that? Surely, we should give our all. Giving our all means that we are are being consistent. If we say we live this way, we should be consistent also in the things of God. We should give to God what belongs to God, as Jesus puts it. We should render to God what belongs to God. All right? All right. Here's the interesting part now, which I, which really enthralls me in the in the confession. But the acceptable way of worshiping the true God is instituted by Himself. <laughs> it, it is not instituted by uh, mankind. We do not decide how to worship God. We do not decide when, as in like to say, well, I can, I can worship God, Easter, Christmas, you know, that is not true worship. And so limited by his own revealed will. So God has instituted a way in which he should be worshipped and it is in his written word. That is what is called the regulative principle of worship. When we say we're Reformed Baptists, one of our distinctives is the regulative principle of worship. We believe that worship is regulated by God and God alone. So if God says, pray, pray. If God says, sing psalms, spiritual songs, hymns, sing those. If God in his word says, thou shalt not do this, we should be sure to obey. And friends, there are consequences that we see in the scriptures. Let me cite a couple of examples of people who did not worship God in the way they were supposed to. Uh, For example, we see in Leviticus chapter 10. Turn with me there to Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Nadab and Abihu, strange fire. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 to 3. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer, so, and put fire in it, and laid incense on it, and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. Highlight that. And fire came out from before the lord and consumed them and they died before the lord all right second samuel chapter six second samuel chapter six where well, i read from verse five second samuel chapter six i'll read from verse five and i'll i'll end it verse seven And David and all of the house, and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and and castanets and cymbals. And when they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And God struck him down there because of his error. And he died there beside the ark of God. <laughs> Here's an example. So, so this, if you know this history, um, if you're familiar with this, the, the, the Kohathais were the ones who were meant to hold the ark. The, they were the only priests Who were allowed to move the tabernacle And so God said These are the only people And the tabernacle As you can see It was in a cart And it almost fell So we would even say Well this person was well meaning He wanted to save the ark But guess what God struck him dead So likewise We can be so Wanting to do the right thing. We can be sort of well, maybe, like for example, I'll cite an example my sister Kuziva gave yesterday, where maybe they're not men leading in the church. And then the women stand up and say, Well, we must emphasize the preach of the preaching of God's word and so let us have the pulpit and let us preach this that's well meaning right but that's disobedience because 1 Timothy chapter 2 and I think 1 Corinthians chapter maybe 14 talks about Paul says i do not permit a woman to exercise authority over a man. And why does why is it so? Because the woman was deceived first. And also creation order. The man was created first. He gives you the reasons why that should not be so. So God himself has revealed himself. Let me let me go back to the to the Decalogue, to the Ten Commandments. If Exodus chapter twenty. I want us to see something there. Something very important. I I won't quote verse two because it's very common. Let's go to verse five. Oh no, verse four. Listen to this. but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And then he goes on. You shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. For the Lord will not hold him uh, guiltless who takes his name in vain. This is a serious thing. This is, we, 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 when, we, when we actually visit the scriptures and meditate on the scriptures... We realize that our God is holy And set apart Although we are created in his image He is not like us He is transcendent High and lifted up Holy Separate from sin If we were to view God that way Don't you think that we would worship him differently? As how the scriptures prescribe. Like, if we were to view God as holy, for example, in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6, which is probably one of the most, well, one of the texts that singles out God's holiness. Listen to this In the year Verse 1 In the year That the king That king Uzziah died I saw the Lord Sitting upon the throne High and lifted up And the train of his robe Filled the temple Above him stood the seraphim Each had six wings With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet. And with two he flew, and one called to another and said, Holy, 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 thrice holy, is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is, f- is full of his glory. Huh? If we viewed God in that way, we would, not say, we would not sing all these flimsy songs that people sing nowadays. I can't even name a few because You know they just Sometimes they disturb me Lack of reverence and all Towards God Towards who he is Alright So but the acceptable way of worshipping the true God Our time is going So I don't think we even get through point two today's just so jam um, And so limited by his own revealed will, that he may not be worshipped, according to what? To the imaginations and devices of men. So in other words, mankind can devise all sorts of means to try and worship God, and say, this is worship. But... The the confession is saying, no. And the scriptures are saying, no. So in other words, if we see a circus at BRBC, we must say and call the people of BRBC and say, listen, why are you doing things of the imaginations of men and devices of men? Guess what? Moreover, know the suggestions of Satan. Under any visible representations. So even imagery that resembles something which is ungodly should be done away with. We should not be preoccupied with uh, unnecessary decorations and uh, and representations. This we must be simple but biblical in our worship. So in other words, when we look at reformed Baptist liturgy or old reformed way, liturgy simply means the way you worship. Song, prayer, song, Bible reading, whatever it is, um, but it's, it's biblical, it's in the scriptures. If there's time for testimony, testimony of salvation, yes. Not testimony to say, oh, well, the apostle said I was almost hit by a car, then God was gracious. You can share that with your friend outside after the service. But we're talking about the worship of God. It's serious business, folks. And some people approach this lackadaisically. Even some preachers, you hear a preacher who, there's some preachers I know uh, in some of these churches who say, well, as I was coming to you guys, I heard from the Lord. Didn't you prepare a sermon for us this week? Didn't you study? Didn't you call upon God, call upon the Lord, as the convention says? Didn't you um, beseech God? Didn't you, uh, you know, praise and fear him and, and, and trust in him and say, Lord, in and of myself, I'm weak. I cannot do this. I need your aid. And, and, and once, friends, we understand who God is from his revealed will, his revealed word, and worship him in spirit and in truth, It it will then trickle down even into our own lives, the way we live, what we love, what we, what entertains us. I mean, many people say, well, I think you guys, you can be legalistic at times and whatever. Fair enough. But here we're talking about the holiness of God. The creator of the universe. So, not any other way. Not prescribed in the Holy Scriptures. So, if so, we are we believe the regulated principle of worship. We state that if something is not in the Holy Scriptures, it shall not be done. When it comes to worship, religious worship. So, in other words, we will not have incense burning. Uh, funny bellowing As if you are beseeching a spirit Or something <laughs> if, the, if that person If that person says that you will be thrown out of the <laughs> so, yeah. uh uh-uh. No If something is not in the scriptures It won't be done So We've got about two minutes Let me me just quickly go through point two And then uh, We will probably start from there The next time And really try to expound Okay Religious worship is to be given To God the Father So we believe in the triune God God the Father The Son and the Holy Spirit And to Him alone God three in one God who exists in three persons, equal, equal in terms of essence. and they, they, they have always existed, the three persons of the Trinity, but it is one God. It's a mystery. And we should, we should study the Trinity. We should love the Trinity. We, we should be mind blown. But we must always be careful of heresy. Always it's sometimes so difficult to explain the trinity without being heretic so not to angels right so we're not to worship angels like all these other religions that worship ancestors uh you know mary so here it says not to angels saints you know prayers to the saints Or any other creatures I should not worship you sister Ketai You are not worthy of my worship And since the fall Not without a mediator Okay So we cannot worship God The triune God without the mediator Who is who the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> so there we go. The exclusivity and the narrowing of the Christian faith. That, that is where the rubber hits the road. That is a fundamental point, And that is a hill to die on. So this is the, the first portion. We've understood that there is a God. Who must be worshipped because of who he is. He must be praised, he must be feared, he must be trusted. But the acceptable way to worship him is through his revealed will, his word, sola scriptura. Right? We should not form our own worship through our imaginations and suggestions. Nor should we give in to the suggestions of Satan or do any other thing that is not in the scriptures. That is point one We will close for today And Give time for questions And clarifications where people have not understood uh, Because we are we are, we, are, we are we are looking at time um, We just have to